Welcome to the Mission Viejo Church of Christ. What a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. If you're visiting with us for the first time, we want to let you know that you are our honored guest and that you're always welcome to this church building whenever the doors are open. And we believe you've come to the right place this morning because I don't think you'll find a finer church in all of Mission Viejo. As we begin this morning, uh, we have one of our church members that is in Panama watching on live stream with a congregation out there. So I want to say hi to Alice and to everyone that's watching in Panama, and we want to wish you a happy Mother's Day. And I tell you what, we want to just say a very, very, very warm and special, special happy Mother's Day to all of our ladies here this morning that are are a part of our congregation. We cherish you, we love you, and we thank you for putting up with us. (laughs) Amen. Today is a a special day, and Mother's Day, we know, oftentimes comes with a host of mixed emotions, if you think about it. Uh, Some of you are brand new mothers uh, this morning. Many of you, maybe there's some here that have recently lost their mother, and this is the first year you don't have your mother with you. Um, others of you have lost your mothers maybe some, some time ago, and there might be even some here this morning who didn't have the opportunity to know their mothers. Or there might be some of you here who wanted to be a mother, but because of some kind of physical limitation or, 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 or things of that nature, you weren't able to do that. Whatever category you find yourself in this morning, here's what I do know. We all came from a woman, amen? So today what I want to do is I want to spend time honoring our mothers. Now, uh, as I was thinking about the sermon this morning and how to present it and how to share, uh, I I tell you what, I I don't have a practical application that I want to leave you with or some practical knowledge or, 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 or some, some, some gems. Uh, but this morning, all I want to do is look at some stories in Scripture about some amazing women and for all of us just to ponder together and to think about our, our mothers and what they have meant to us. Of course, we have to start off with this very famous verse and, and very important verse that is in Exodus chapter 20 and verse number 12. And I start with this verse every time we celebrate Mother's Day and Father's Day because I think it's so, so vitally important. It says, honor your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So young people this morning, this is your verse. This is the verse for you. And maybe even those of you who aren't so young, this verse is vitally important. God commands us to honor our parents. And in particular this morning, our mothers so that you may live long because if you disobey mom you probably won't live long amen if you're a believer in Christ we have this commandment from God to honor our mother and if we neglect this command we realize that we are in sin God has given us our mothers to better our lives. And if we don't learn the discipline of honoring our mothers, who we can see in the flesh, 
How will we ever learn the discipline of honoring God who is in the Spirit? You see, this is so, so important. We have to learn to get this down to honor our mothers. If you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to open up to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. And we're going to look at verses uh, 7 and 8. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7 and 8. And uh, I want to I kind of study and flesh out this text together, okay? Because I think it's so, so important. And there's some things that uh, uh, we need to ponder together as a church family. Scripture says here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 7 and 8, Instead, we were like young children among you. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Now, you may be thinking this is a, a random verse, but if you put it in the, in, into the entire context of of. of 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, it begins to make sense. You see, in the beginning of 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul communicates that he ran into some trouble while he was preaching the gospel, while he was on his missionary journeys. In particular, there is a case where he was preaching the gospel in Philippi. And in Philippi, there were people there that were claiming that, that Paul was this false preacher and this false teacher, and that the only reason he was preaching the gospel was for financial gain. And what he would do is he would use flattering language to woo and to persuade people to give him money. And that this was a, a thought process that was permeating in the disciples' minds at this point. And in so much that this idea and this thought process crept its way into the church in Thessalonica. So as he goes there, he says, look, I know that there are some people that are saying this and saying that about me and saying that the reason why I preach is for financial gain. But what I want you to know is this. He cared for them so much that he referred to their relationship as a mother and child relationship. You see, he could have demanded, as an apostle from this church, financial support. He could have. He could have went in there and said, hey, hey, because of my apostleship, I, I need you all to give me some financial support so that I can carry out the mission work. But instead, he went in and he didn't take any money from the church. And he said, on the flip side, I, I cared for you like a mother would care for a child. You see, a mother's care for their child is a very special and spiritual connection that I believe God places in the DNA of mothers. That's just my thought process, okay? There's something special there. Even nature communicates this message of care to us, right? I was at Pepperdine this week, and many of you who were able to come out to the lectures, we had a great time, so I'm glad you got to come out and support. But I was at uh, the Pepperdine lectures this week, and I was going up to a dorm room, and as I'm going up to uh, the dorm room, I see Bambi. Two of them. Cute, cute little Bambies. So I go up to Bambi. I say, oh, go, 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 Bambi. And I had some cashews, and I was going to throw the cashews out to Bambi. And Bambi started looking like she was going to come towards me, and all of a sudden, the, the, the two babies stopped. And I said, what's going on? And I turn around, and it's Mama right over in the corner. You know how deer, they turn their head like this, 
and mama looked right at me. And I said, I'm going to leave Bambi alone today, okay? I've seen when animals attack. Amen. But anyway, very nature tells us that mamas have very special care for their babies. Just think about the mama bear analogy, right? You don't mess with mama's cubs because they care about them so much. There are many of you here this morning that are mama bears, right? Because you care so much for your young ones. And I tell you what, what this scripture communicates to me, and this is why I, I think Paul uses it here, is he says, look, look, no one can comfort a child like mama can. You see, when Isabella was first born, uh, she was a... Now, now my oldest daughter, Alayla, she has been a daddy's girl ever since she was born, okay? But there was something about Isabella when she was born that, that was really interesting to me. One is that Izzy, when she was really young, would never let me hold her. I'm her dad... And she wouldn't let me hold her. So Mary would be with Izzy, and I would say, let me see my baby. And I would try to pull Izzy away from Mary. And Izzy would just cling on and start screaming because she wanted her mama. They had some kind of special relationship there. No one can care for a child like mama can. Here's another thing I know about mothers. Mothers cannot rest when their babies are sick. Amen? Mamas cannot rest. If baby or child is not doing well, has a temperature, has a fever, has a cut on their finger, uh, uh, is going through some kind of medical procedure, mama cannot rest until they know that their child is okay. Right? I think uh, I may get in trouble. Michael's getting his wisdom teeth uh, taken out on Monday, and Alicia said, I'm there the whole time with my son. We are, we, we'll shut down the office, right? <laughs> and I love it because she wants to make sure her child is fine. And I think that's something that God has placed into the hearts of mamas. And you know, another thing that's interesting about mamas, especially when the baby is young, you realize that there can be a fan on in your room at night, the television. You could be watching ESPN, Sports Center, the game. But mama somehow has some kind of something in her ear that if the baby makes one peep, she can hear it. It's mind-boggling to me. I remember when, when the babies were young, I'd be watching the game and Izzy would be crying. I wouldn't hear a single thing. But Mary would say, shh, I hear Izzy, right? And she would get up and go check on the baby. There's something there about the mother-child connection that I believe is very special and that God has placed in the DNA of our mothers. That's what makes them so special, and that's why God says we ought to honor them. I want to look at another passage of Scripture this morning found in Matthew chapter 15. Uh, and what I want to do, actually, we have verses 27 and 28 on the screen. I want to start at verse number 21 because I think this is a really, really interesting account of a mother being so concerned for their child that they went above and beyond the call of duty and the social norm. Okay? This is a story of a Canaanite woman that did something that was so, so out of the ordinary that I think needs to be shared this morning. Matthew chapter 15, 
beginning in verse number 21. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Or she could have been a teenager. No. <laughs> Possibly. Look what Jesus did. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and to toss it to their dogs. Somebody said that to my mama, right? Wow. Verse 27, yes, Lord, she said. But even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted, and her daughter was healed from that very hour. I really, I really love this story. I really love this story, and I think there's so much going on in this text that we need to spend some time fleshing it out this morning because there, there are a lot of layers here. So bear with me as we look at the faith in the care of this mother for their child. First of all, we know the Canaanites, they were, they were Gentiles, right? And what's so interesting about the Canaanites is that typically what we understand from history is that they were pagan people. You see, they didn't have room for God in their lives. They, they were pagan people, and they were morally corrupt, is what many of the writings say about the people living in this region. So, so she, this woman had a reputation about her, you know? She was one of those bad people, right? And on top of that, she, she was a woman. And what we see is we see this woman probably being at her wit's end because she must have tried everything in her power to heal her daughter. I wonder if she went to the local physician and said, hey, help me with my daughter. Went and got some medicine. This medicine isn't working. Did alternative treatment. The treatment wasn't working. And she was at her wit's end. Maybe some of you have been there this morning. You've had a child that had some kind of illness and you've tried everything and it's really just weighing on you. So this woman was at her wit's end and she said, I don't know what else to do. And then she heard of Jesus and she went and talked to him. And what's so interesting about this interaction is that she threw out this whole race and ethnicity argument right? Because Canaanites, Gentiles, and Jews were really not supposed to associate. She said, I don't care about that right now. I need to get my, my daughter healed. Forget that, right? She, she didn't care about the gender issues there, right? Women typically didn't go and talk to other men without a husband. Forget that, right? I'm there. And you know what this experience is like because you've been in situations before where you've just thrown everything to the side to make sure your baby was okay. And then she gets to Jesus and guess what Jesus does? He completely ignores her. And what I know about ladies 
is that you never ignore a woman. Amen. If you want to live and to tell about it. That's like the worst thing that you can do, right? So when the lady talks, you listen. But Jesus said, I'm not listening to her. Can you believe that? Jesus knew exactly why she was coming to him, and he completely ignores her. What? And then on top of that, the disciples noticed this, right? Jesus ignoring this woman who was in pain, that wanted her daughter to be healed. And he says, look, she keeps crying out, let's send her away. And then what is Jesus' response? You notice three times he really just kind of ignores this woman. He says this, look, I was only sent or sent only to the lost sheep of Israel, right? So then he said, look, look, woman, I'm not here for you. And guess what? That, that didn't stop mama. He ignored her. Then he said, I'm not for you. And she kept coming and said, I'm going to get some healing for my baby today. Right? You've been there before where the doctors say, we can't do much. Right? This, this, and you say, you're going to figure it out, Right? I'm staying until this gets resolved and fixed. That's why mothers are so special, right? So he said, look, this is not for you. And then she knelt before him and said, Lord, please help me. And then he was mighty insulting here in this last statement. It's not right to take the children's bread and to toss it to their dogs. Wow. You know, one of the things that uh, we know looking at uh, history is that sometimes the Jews would refer to the Gentiles as dogs, right? So this was, this was insulting. But then she says, look, I don't care. I'll be a dog. Just give me a crumb, whatever it takes to heal my baby. And then you see Jesus' response. Wow, woman, you have great faith. As I look at this text, I wonder why Jesus did all of that. Was all that necessary, Jesus? She could have came and you could have said, hey, just, just, just heal her. But he goes through this whole conversation. And I wonder if he did it for his disciples learning, maybe, to say, look, this is the kind of faith that I want out of my people. I wonder if he did it for her learning, to challenge her, to see how much she really wanted to be healed I don't know, but I love this story because I think it shows the care, the stick to and the nonstop attitude and care mothers have for their children. And that's why we celebrate you today. I want to look at one more passage. We're almost done here, and I think Ray shared it this morning. John chapter 19, verses 25 and 26. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, Mary Magdalene, when Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. What I think about this text is when Jesus was at his darkest days, his lowest points, when his body was being broken, when he was defeated, when he was obviously terrified, the men folk were never <laughs> nowhere to be found. You notice that? But who was there? Mama was right there. And she said, I'm not leaving my child's side. Wow. 
there's something about a mama's care. No matter what the child is going through, mama will be there. I knew a woman at my previous church who had a son who was in prison on two life sentences. She went and saw her son every single Sunday after church because mama would always be there for that child no matter what he did or what he was going through. And I love this because mama was there for Jesus at his darkest points. Women are always faithful or very faithful as we look at scripture, faithful to the very end, and that's why we cherish and honor our mothers. So as we close this morning, I want to give you some time to cherish and to honor your mother. So if you hadn't taken mama to brunch yet, you still have some time. Many of you have already taken mama out for breakfast or made her breakfast in bed, but if you did not, you have some time. Take her out to lunch, okay? And if not, you know, do something nice for her today and cherish and honor her, especially if you have a Christian mother and a woman, a mother that fears the Lord. And that's what I want to end with, Proverbs chapter 31, verses 27 through 30. It says here, She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, and if they don't, they should. Amen. Make them get up. Okay, anyway. Her husband also. Oh, yeah, I need to do Yeah, husband also, right? And he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you suppress them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So this morning, we're going to offer praise to our mothers and really praise to God for, for, for allowing us to have the mothers that we have had in our lives. So by way of invitation this morning, if there is anyone that needs to respond to the message, maybe you want to put the Lord on a baptism. Maybe mommy said you need to come to church and you need to get your life right. Wouldn't this be a good time to do it today, right? Give your life to the Lord. Obey your mother, right? Fear the Lord. Or maybe you've been living a life contrary to the will of God. Maybe you've been holding something against mama for years that you need to let go. You can come forward and get that off your chest as well. Some of our elders will be in the front pew. Some of them will be in the back. We invite you to come and to respond to the invitation together while we stand and sing.